every time I'd step on the field, uh, there's probably no one in the whole, you know, stadium who didn't know which one was, you know, Dusty's son. Good evening and welcome to beautiful Fredericksburg, Virginia and Fredericksburg Nationals Baseball on the Fred Nats Baseball Network. Cold strike three and history in Fredericksburg. It's a no-hitter for the Fredericksburg Nationals. I love Fredericksburg. Big Fredericksburg guy. High drive, deep left center field. This ball is back and it is way out of here. Folks, look, the Fredericksburg fans are, are, are heading back to the minor league ballparks. Walk off Grand Slam! Can you believe it? Home plate umpire gives the all clear. Sun is shining, the fans are ready. It's time to play ball. Hey everybody, welcome to the second episode of This Week in Fred Nats, the official podcast of the Fredericksburg Nationals. My name's Eric Bramer, I'm the broadcaster for the team, and it is hard to believe, but now that we are into 2022, we can start thinking about this in concrete terms. There are only 12 weeks from opening day, give or take. The season starts Friday, April 8th at Delmarva on the road, and the home opener is the following Tuesday, April 12th, against the Carolina Mudcats here in Fredericksburg. It was a wild start to 2022 last week. We want to thank you for checking out our first episode of this podcast with Jake Randa. Got some really good feedback on that. If you haven't yet listened to it, you can listen to it however you're listening to this, likely on Spotify. We did get some questions about our availability on Apple Podcasts. We are working on that. It takes a little bit more time to be approved for Apple Podcasts than it does Spotify. But, of course, we want to make sure that uh, you can listen to this podcast however you prefer to listen to your other podcasts. And uh, with time, we expect that will happen. I could talk all I want about the launch of our podcast, but that's probably not what last week, the first week of 2022, will be remembered for in the years to come. It was the crazy weather, about a foot of wet snow, that shut down airports, highways, railways, you name it. It was out of commission there for a couple days last week. I got caught up in it, returning from my holiday break, but not nearly as bad as many of you, who I understand were without power and heat for several days. Among the buildings without power? Fred Nats Ballpark. If you know the world of minor league baseball, you know that that first week of the calendar year is always a busy one, as we begin in earnest to prepare for the season to come. Unfortunately, because there was no power or internet at the ballpark, we had to do that from our own homes. And so this week's interview was conducted from my lovely one-bedroom apartment a couple blocks down the road instead of the broadcast booth. Not that we've established a precedent or much of one for what this week in Fred Nats is supposed to sound like, but you might notice it sounds a little bit different. This week's guest is infielder Darren Baker, who was selected in the 10th round of last year's draft out of Cal and quickly established himself upon his arrival in Fredericksburg. He batted 318 in 18 games for the Fred Nats, showed a solid glove and impressive speed, and got plenty of folks excited about what's to come. He's the son of former Nationals manager Dusty Baker, but he's a whole lot more than that too. Here it is, my conversation with Darren Baker. Darren, happy 2022. I'm guessing it's a little bit warmer where you are than where we are here in Fredericksburg as we try and dig ourselves uh, out of a snowstorm here in the first week of January. Where are you at and uh, how are you spending the offseason? Yeah, happy uh, 2022. Uh, I'm in California right now, um, Sacramento. Um, yeah, I've just been working out and 
just waiting to play some baseball again, kind of itching uh, to get back. We all are. We're, we're excited to get back to baseball in 2022. The last year was obviously a great year of change for you. You began as an amateur playing collegiate baseball at Cal, and then you got drafted. And before too long, you were playing in front of sellout crowds in Fredericksburg. Uh, what did the last year mean to you? And uh, what did you learn about yourself? Yeah, um, it was pretty special. Um, I kind of took like a little time, um, you know, as we got closer to New Year's Day and things like that, just to reflect on the year, um, you know, especially coming off, um, you know, my junior year where, you know, I didn't get selected and, um, you know, just how, just keep working hard. And uh, that was, it was one of the best years I've had in a while. Let's talk a little bit about that because your junior year, uh, there was a change to the draft because of the pandemic. There were only five rounds and the thought was that you might be in those first five rounds, but obviously you weren't. And I can imagine that was quite a disappointment. How did that motivate you going into your final collegiate season? Oh man. Um, You know, I mean, just, it was definitely disappointing, but, um, you know, I kind of had faith in, um, you know, that things would work out. Um, and, you know, I'm already that kind of guy where, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't take much uh, to kind of get me going like that. So uh, I think that kind of played into my hands and um, I think I, I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's one thing for that disappointment to happen and then for you to go back out on the field right away and be able to prove people wrong. But because of the pandemic, everyone was stuck either in their homes or uh, doing workouts or whatever. Uh, I can imagine going back to baseball to start the 2021 season, you had a whole lot of excitement and anticipation to try and prove yourself. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, I mean, obviously that was around the time where we're, especially in California, at least where, um, everything was like, you know, shut down completely, really. Um, so it was a lot of time to think. And, um, you know, I, I was definitely really itching um, to, you know, prove myself, um, as you said. And um, I don't know, I just I, I took a lot of that time, obviously, to spend with my dad um, as well. Just, you know, making up for lost time because um, of his baseball schedule or my school schedule. So, um, you know, try to find some positives. Your dad, for those who don't know, is Dusty Baker, former Major League All-Star and a longtime manager currently managing the Houston Astros. To be drafted by the Washington Nationals, an organization that you obviously know very well from your dad's time managing, also had to be pretty special. For sure. Um, I was ecstatic, um, you know, when I got the call. And, and uh, you know, this being my second time that the Nats had selected me, um, you know, first being out of high school and I've known, you know, Mr. Rizzo since I was like 12 and 13 and saw him every day in the summer. Um, so I definitely had a lot of familiarity with uh, a lot of people in the organization. You were drafted out of high school, but chose to attend college instead. What went into that decision? Um, just kind of just being honest with myself. Um, you know, I don't think I was probably ready at that time to step into pro ball. I think, you know, everybody's different, obviously. Um, but, you know, my own personal best decision was uh, to go to school. And, um, you know, I met some friends and graduated. And uh, I know that makes my parents happy. It's easy for those of us inside the game to understand what you mean when you say you weren't ready for pro ball. But mm-hmm. for those people who might be listening and maybe don't know what development happens at the college level, 
how did you become a better player and uh, a better person? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the game obviously moves a little faster at each level. Uh, the players get better. I mean, guys are throwing harder, hitting harder. I mean, um, as to be expected. So uh, I think just that little gap between high school and pro ball for me was uh, much needed, just repetitions and, um, you know, just I left home and, you know, playing every day, practicing every day, things like that. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of gaps between levels, you began 2021 playing collegiately at a very high level, but that's still, you know, amateur baseball. And then you go to the complex league and then you tear the cover off the ball there and you go to Fredericksburg. You played at three different distinct levels in a calendar year. Uh, what were the differences between those three? Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, try to downplay it, but, uh, it's just maybe the way I look at it is, um, you know, the, the plate is still the same, you know, with, you know, still 90 feet away, you know, all the bases and things like that. Uh, it's still kind of the same game. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to, I, I played against some of the guys in, uh, Fredericksburg. I, I played with them or against them in college. Um, so I had some familiarity there, but um, I feel like at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's the same game. Which of your teammates in Fredericksburg did you know best going in? Um, probably Bossier. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> we played against him for, you know, all the years I was there. Um, you know, I get to first base and, you know, a couple months ago, we were just chatting it up at first. And the next thing I know, I'm playing next to him and, Fredericksburg, it's it's uh, pretty crazy. That's Brandon Bossier from Arizona, one of the top draft picks this past summer for the Nationals, and uh, probably a bright future ahead of Brandon. Uh, as you can well attest, he had a great collegiate career. Darren, the comparisons between you and your father are inevitable. Uh, you, for one, both have played minor league baseball in West Palm Beach and also in the Northern Virginia area. He played in Richmond. You've now played in Fredericksburg. A lot of time has passed between the time that your father played in minor league baseball and now, but uh, what kind of stories do you two swap when you talk about minor league baseball? Yeah. Um, that's funny. You mentioned that we actually have a, had a lot of conversations about that. Um, you know, how he's started in West Palm beach and it's kind of crazy. The full circle, um, you know, baseball life, as you would say, um, you know, obviously things are a little different, a lot different um, from when he was in the minors compared to, to now but um you know it also makes it easier that he's still in baseball now so he's still in touch with you know things going on in the minors and um you know as you mentioned uh, the Astros share with the Nationals obviously in spring training so uh he won't be that far in in the spring <laughs> are you going to be living with them during spring training or are you going to be on your own no I will not be but uh I already told them you know I'm gonna have to go over there and do my laundry and get a meal and uh things like that. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the comparisons go beyond just where you've played, but also I think it's safe to say at your father's stage in his career that you are now, you were very similar types of ball players. And I know that comparison uh, has been given to you before you weren't there to see it, but uh, how would you compare your style of play with your dad's? Yeah. Um, I feel like, as you said, like around this time, we're, we're probably pretty similar. Um, you know, I think my dad is a later bloomer, um, just in terms of, you know, maturing physically, um, you know, he kind of went 
through that, you know, towards his later days after he got a Atlanta to uh, Los Angeles. So, um, but you know, he is right-handed and, you know, he always jokes with me about how he's jealous that he wanted, wish he could have hit left-handed and, and things like that. It, it's some, uh, it's cool definitely to just, you know, talk baseball with him. In your first game with the Fred Nats, you had a really nice defensive play moving back on a ball from second base. We posted that clip to social media and it just blew up. People <laughs> in D.C., people in Cincinnati, people in Houston, uh, they all got the sense that they knew you. And of course, they don't. They know who your father is. But uh, there is a sense that people are familiar with you. And I can imagine that might weigh on you at times. How do you negotiate being raised in the public eye? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I'd probably say when I was younger, uh, I was a little tougher. Um, you know, I grew up, you know, in the same city my dad did. Uh, you know, he went to high school, you know, a couple streets down from where I did at Jesuit. Um, so, you know, every time I'd step on the field, uh, <laughs> there's probably no one in the whole, you know, stadium who didn't know which one was, you know, Dusty's son. Um, but, you know, I think as I've got older, I kind of use that uh, to my advantage or to, to help me, especially, you know, this year when I got to pro ball, um, I feel like, you know, pressure really isn't real. Uh, it's kind of what you put on yourself, I guess, is, is what I speak to my parents about. So, um, you know, kind of when I got to Fredericksburg and the stadium was packed, uh, I don't know, it just it felt the same. So, um, I don't know, I feel like I used those experiences when I was younger to, to help me now. One experience that happened when you were younger is something that I've never asked you about. And I'll ask you once and I'll never ask it again. But the 2002 <laughs> World yeah. Series is something that uh, baseball fans might remember when you were the bat boy for the 2002 Giants. Um, you even have any firsthand memories of that or is it all from the video? I sadly don't. I wish I did. Um, but uh, Sean Dustin Jr., um, he was a little older than me and he was also a bad boy at that time. And, um, you know, he would, he would tell me a story that, um, you know, Kenny Lofton was my favorite player growing up. Uh, you know, I had his Jersey. That was my guy. Um, so he was up obviously. And, um, Nikolai Bonds, Barry's son, um, was, you know, trying to tell me that he was going to get the bat before I did. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to let that happen. So I ran out there before he did. And ended up getting a little early and got picked up. Picked up by JT Snow, and it was all, of course, captured on national television. I can imagine your relationship to that incident has changed over time. Uh, where are you at now with that? Are you able to look back and uh, appreciate it for what it was? Yeah, I think I always kind of have. Um, it, it makes it a lot easier that I don't remember. Um, so uh, unless I see a video or you know, someone brings it up, it's kind of like it, it didn't really happen. Um, but it's just funny. You know, you look back, it's hard to believe that's really me when I'm watching it today. Yeah. You don't have any memories of the 2002 World Series. I can imagine it was all the more special for you to experience last year's World Series where your dad got to manage. The Astros fell to the Atlanta Braves, but it was something that I'm sure was very special for you guys as a family to share that together. For sure. Um, and, you know, a lot of things, you know, have happened and changed, um, you know, from, you know, the time my dad was with the Giants and that World Series appearance to, to you know, this past summer. So, um, you know, it's just to share that experience now that I'm a little older and I can really remember and 
I understand the magnitude of, you know, going to the World Series. Uh, it, it was special. And, um, you know, there's a lot of pictures we took, you know, with my family that, uh, you know, will hold forever. I know that uh, you are spending time in the offseason practicing. Is it baseball-related activity, or uh, how are you staying in shape? I know every player does it differently. Yeah, um, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of baseball activity. Um, you know, just, you know, that's just what I like to do, um, you know, just practicing. But uh, I've been really lifting a lot uh, more so uh, this offseason than, than past. Um, so that, that's really been my main focus. What are your goals for the upcoming season? Um, I just want to kind of keep building on, um, you know, the play I had last year. Um, you know, I felt like I, I was getting comfortable, but um, just physically, you know, right now I feel a lot better than I did then. So uh, I feel like, you know, I, I can take the next step um, this year. We've talked a little bit about your dad, and uh, I know that the life of a family in Major League Baseball can be very challenging for people. So I want to give you an opportunity to talk about your mom, who I know is a big part of your life as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, that's, that's like my superhero. Um, you know, she was getting up at 6am and we were going to, you know, who knows where to play in some tournament and flights to Arizona and things like that. Um, you know, because my dad was in the season, you know, she was the one who was there for me. And um, you know, I can't remember the, her missing a game coming up and in college and things like that. So um, I know I wouldn't be here without her. And, uh, you know, I can't thank her enough. One of the other things, of course, your dad has had a long playing career followed by a long managerial career, but he has reached across baseball into the wider world of pop culture. He, along with Glenn Burke is credited for inventing the high five, mm -hmm. which is incredible to hear just that, you know, such a, a common celebration or handshake was invented by someone and it was invented by your dad. Um, is that part of family lore? Uh, is that a big deal in your household? Um, I, maybe not so like in my house. Um, but like we go out to a lot of places like to eat or we went to the Kings game last night and, uh, you know, people just come up to him, just want to give him a high five and, um, you know, it, it's a pretty special moment. You know, I know my dad had a really close uh, relationship with Glenn Burke, you know, who passed away. So, um, you know, I think that moment between them really, um, you know, holds a special place in his heart. I know you want to establish your own identity and become successful in your own right as a baseball player. Uh, do you have a signature handshake, a signature celebration that you would try and make as big a deal as the high five is in our current culture? <laughs> Uh, it's going to be definitely tough to find something as big as a high five, but, um, I don't know, maybe, uh, Yordi and I, or, or somebody can figure something out. Work on that. That'll be, uh, <laughs> that'll be something to keep, uh, keep track of in spring training. For sure. I know that you participated in some celebrity softball events, some celebrity baseball event in Houston this past fall. Um, who's the coolest celebrity that you've ever gotten to meet? in your time, either with your dad or on your own? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the coolest celebrity. Oh, man. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I don't want you getting in any trouble either. So, no, no, no I'm know. not going to get in any trouble. Um, oh, man. Uh, it's tough to pick one. I'd probably say Snoop Dogg. 
um you know just because my dad's a huge Snoop Dogg fan so um like even growing up um in the house I mean he was playing Snoop Dogg in the clubhouse in his office um so when we met him to see my dad his reaction like that was uh that was cool and he's obviously I mean who doesn't who doesn't love Snoop right absolutely you yeah. and your dad have similar musical tastes or is there a, a generation gap there no for sure um you know my dad really listens to to anything I mean like if you had him play music in the car I mean you get six seven different genres um so you know he's real open and, and we both listen to everything so uh, it, it makes it easy. You didn't have a whole lot of time with the Fred Nats. You only played for a few weeks in Fredericksburg, but uh, of the time that you spent there, uh, what was your favorite attraction, favorite thing to do in your free time? Oh man. Uh, I'm trying to think. Cause I had what two home series. Um, not a whole lot of time. So not a whole lot of time, but my, my, um, my mom and my aunt um, for the last series did come out. And, uh, you know, we, we drove around, you know, Fredericksburg and, you know, the surrounding areas. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have a car while I was there. Um, so it, it was good, though. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's a beautiful place. I mean, uh, I spent time in Alexandria. I was I was there for a couple of summers, so uh, it was nice to be around. We talked with Jake Randa in the first episode of this podcast, and he spent the entire season in Fredericksburg. He had the ups and the downs that everyone has over the course of six months. You only had a few weeks to make a first impression in the Nationals organization, and you'll be hopefully playing a full healthy season next year. Was it more pressure because you only had a short amount of time to make that impression or less pressure because, hey, you already had a good collegiate season, you already got drafted, and uh, whatever happens in 2021 was just icing on the cake? Um, I, I feel like it was a little more pressure, just, uh, like pressure I put on myself. Um, you know, I, I kind of, every time I step on the field, I expect to do well. Um, you know, I don't really, you know, make excuses or, or kind of sit on, you know, even what I did the last game, um, you know, each day is in its own day. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, having that short amount of time, I definitely wanted to, to kind of push it a little bit. What's your favorite memory from 2021? That could be either playing collegiately at Cal, playing in the complex league in front of no fans, or uh, playing those final few weeks in Fredericksburg. Um, The one game that really sticks out in my head was um, the last game of the year in Fredericksburg. Um, You know, as I got more comfortable and and was there a little longer, I understood, you know, um, you know, things didn't go well in the beginning of the year and, um, you know, it's a long season and, and battling and, um, you know, to win that game. And I know Brandon hit a homer and um, everybody was excited. So, you know, the fans were great. And, um, yeah, that, that game really sticks out in my mind. Awesome, Darren. I appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy that sunny California weather as, <laughs> as we dig ourselves out of the snowstorm here in Fredericksburg. But uh, we hope to see you in Fredericksburg here in a few months. And if not, may it only be for the best of reasons. Sounds good. Appreciate you again. Our thanks to Darren Baker for joining us on This Week in Fred Nats. Boy, does Sacramento sound good right about now. Hey, before we go, just a little update on tickets. Mini plans are on sale now for the 2022 season. They offer flexibility 
and the chance to sit in the same seat for all your games. Of course, we have the full season options, but these mini plans offer half-season plans. That's now 33 of our 66 home games in 2022, as well as a 15-game plan, which is a nice mix of weeknight and weekend games. Go to FredNats.com for more information. If you're interested in partnering with the Fred Nats, including right here on the podcast or the game broadcast, our corporate sales department would love to talk with you. You can contact Tori Goodman at tgoodman at frednats.com to learn more. We've been thrilled with the early response to this podcast, and a lot of it has come from word of mouth. Be sure to tell your friends, leave us a review, all that good stuff, and subscribe so the latest episodes, including next week's episode, will be downloaded automatically to your device. And finally, at the end of last week's episode, we invited you, the listener, to send your burning questions to the broadcast booth, either via email or on Twitter using the hashtag FredNatsRadio. This week's question comes from Will in Richmond. Will asks, Would Eric Bramer, voice of the FredNats, rather play an entire game in right field with no glove, or pinch hit with two outs down a run in the ninth from your non-dominant side? Well... Will, we are certainly starting things off on a personal note, aren't we? Good question, though. Given all the variables in play, I think I would prefer to play in right field without a glove. At the very least, there would only be a 1-9 in nine chance that the ball would even be hit in my direction. And because we have artificial turf here at Fred Nats Ballpark, if we've got a ground ball, I can feel confident in my ability to knock it down on a couple bounces, even if it's with my chest. On the other hand, if I were to step to the plate from the right-hand side with the game on the line, I would only be able to bunt, and if I were to bunt for a base hit, I would have to rely on my speed. And baseball or otherwise, I never want to be put in a position where I have to rely on my speed. If you have a question like Will's that you would like answered, use the hashtag FredNatsRadio on Twitter or email me. That's E-B-R-E-M-E-R at FredNats.com. It can be a serious question like Will's, or it can be on the lighter side. We'll try and answer it if we can. We'll have another episode of This Week in Fred Nats next week as we talk to another member of the 2021 Ball Club. Until then, this is Eric Bramer signing off. Stay warm out there, Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg.